It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What a huge day for Auburn basketball. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And welcome on into the Henry Service Company Auburn basketball post game show. Auburn wins 94 to 73 against Georgia, as I'm joined by Daryl Daprich, as we are after every single Auburn basketball game. Daryl, this is a team that beat Auburn earlier in the year. And this is a, just the timing of it coming off of back-to-back losses. The Tigers needed to win. And uh, they did so in kind of a dramatic fashion. I mean, as far as just pounding them early and often. And that's all she wrote, really. Yeah, you know, through the course of a season, there are games that you play that you really feel like are must wins. You got to have them. It's to it's to stem the tide. It's to turn the momentum around. And this game, especially with Auburn playing at home and having lost to Georgia already and having come off two two losses in a row, right. just felt like a, a must win. I had to have it. But you know, Zach, the way they won this game was very encouraging to me. Now, look, I'm not going to go you know, overboard on this. But look, this isn't a bottom feeder in the, in the SEC. Georgia is the definition of mid. I mean, they're 14 and, you know, eight now, but they were four and four in the conference coming in, which 500 is middle of the pack, you know, well, and, and so. And, and I think Georgia fans would have taken that going into the season. I mean, so far to this point, Georgia's actually overachieved a little bit, I think. They really have. Uh, Mike White's done a good job. They've overachieved. Uh, they caused Auburn some problems in Georgia with their defensive sets that Auburn didn't adjust. And then tonight, the unthinkable happened. I mean, Auburn hit mm-hmm. nine threes. They were nine of 25 for 36%. I said it after the first scrimmage. If Auburn can shoot 35% from three and still get those points in the paint that they're used to getting, they shot 56% from the field. A lot of dunks, a lot yeah. of dunks. But they also hit nine threes. So if Auburn can hit nine or ten threes a game and get that advantage, like we talked about, that's it's 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 really a simple formula. Make sure the other team does not shoot lights out like A and M did with shooting threes. Now Georgia tonight, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me Georgia was going to shoot forty one percent from the three point line, and Auburn was going to beat them twenty one, I, I would have just it, that would have been hard to believe. But the I'm reason why is is because the points in the paint, and then Auburn shot it good to counter that from three as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and obviously, threes have been a big conversation uh, around Auburn basketball. But let's um, let's play a quick game here. Let's count the turnovers. One, two, three, four. We can count all five on just one hand, Daryl. Five turnovers across the whole team. I mean, to me, that's the stat of the game. I know the threes were fun and exciting, yeah. but to me, it's Auburn only committing five turnovers tonight. Yeah, you when you value the basketball like that and you you get good possessions, we talked about it Saturday, the empty possessions. 
Auburn did the exact polar opposite of that tonight. They had really yeah. good possessions. And and how you get those is don't turn it over. You combine that with the plus nine or plus eight on the rebounding side. Because, yeah. look, I mean, free throws, they both hit 13 free throws. Neither team shot lights out from the free throw line. But Auburn possessed the basketball more. They shot the ball 12 more times than Georgia. I mean, they made 13 more field goals than Georgia. That's how you win by 21 when the other team shoots 41%. No doubt. No doubt about it. A lot of people in the live chat right now, Daryl, saying, like, where is, you know, who kidnapped our offense and replaced them with more efficient scores? And, man, that was fun. You know, I mean, all of that. Auburn being able to score 94, I mean, that's exciting. That's certainly exciting. It, t- so much to the fact where, like, if you would have told me Georgia was going to score 73 points, I don't know if I would have picked us. Just the way the offense has kind of been going and the way that Georgia's kind of been able to dictate pace. They were able to do that last time the, these two teams played. Granted, it was in Athens. But um, the big question in AU Tiger 97, phrase it a little differently than I would, but it's the same question. AU Tiger 97 asked, can we sustain this? And, Daryl, I, th- I I think the answer to this is no. I, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Now, Auburn can win games in different ways. And I think Auburn can win games by shooting close to 40% from three and just turning the ball over, you know, single-digit amount of times. Like, I think they can win games that way, but I don't think it's going to be consistent. I don't think Auburn can consistently win games that way just because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it at it, this point. No, it, it would just be nice to show these – to flash this every once in a while when you have to win a game like this – to have it in your holster, right? I mean, that to have it in your 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 tool bag that every once in a while you got to pull it out and say, gosh, I got to score 90 points to win a basketball game. I mean, you made a point about if you would have told me, I had Georgia scoring 60. I, I really thought Georgia was not going to score more than 60 tonight. It was going to be a 75, 60 kind of game. And it started out, I, I don't know, I just felt weird. I was watching the game and I was like, I don't feel real good about the energy level. The arena wasn't full. People were saying on social media. And then, you know, Auburn got on that run early. And I think that dunks, it's old school for me. You know, I just think that dunks kind of gets you going. It's a mindset of enthusiasm and intensity. And then once Wendell Green started hitting some threes, mm. it, it was over. I mean, that yeah. that that's why. But I think you're right. It's not sustainable but you would like to be able to go to this every once in a while to pull it out of your tool bag if you need to win a game. I mean, you know, there's going to be times when we play Tennessee and Alabama, whether it's at home or on the road, but right. I think Auburn's going to have to get in the mid-80s to win. Against Alabama, you may have to get in the 90s. So this was nice against a team that, again, is not a bottom feeder and already beat Auburn. So I think that's why this was such an important win. It was exactly – in my opinion, you couldn't have drawn it up any better. If it was a prescription that was written by a doctor, it was it was filled tonight. Ooh, well done. I like that, Daryl. That was that was kind of epic. Did, didn't mean to make a drug reference. Just say no to drugs, kids. But anyway. <laughs> sure. If you have a prescription, you're, you're, you're probably Prescription, okay. you're all good. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, just looking at it, Wendell Green, 6 of 11, like especially 3 of 5 from 3, you, you take that. I mean, he's not the most efficient scorer in the world, but – Shooting over 50% from the floor from a Wendell Green. Yeah, you take that. Janai Broom, 8 of 11 for 19. Yes, please, and thank you. An uncharacteristic 0 for 3 for Zepp Jasper. I'm fine with that. I mean, that's going to be fine. He usually go 2 for 3 when he's only shooting it three times. 
He went to the Alan rim though. Flanagan, I like that. A crisp. Yep, he did. Yep, he he did. did. A crisp eight of ten shooting for Alan Flanagan, hmm. who I think if Auburn goes on a run, it's going to be because of Alan Flanagan. Uh, that's just that's just me. If they if they get some stuff going in the postseason, I think it's because of Alan Flanagan. All right, we're being told in the live chat. We'll we'll circle back to the box score in a second, Daryl. But Florida Tennessee has gone final, and Florida defeats the Tennessee Vols mm. by 13, 67 wish, to fifty four. Yeah, Ooh, man, that I wish that huge. not had. Well, it's huge for a couple reasons, but I, I kind of wish that had not happened. Uh, I'd rather Tennessee come off a win feeling confident about themselves, a little overconfident. They're going to be one angry basketball team Good. Saturday at home. I mean, I compare it to what happened. That's true. I mean, now, again, Auburn lost two in a row. They lost to Texas A&M and didn't come out and boot stomp West Virginia. Right. But, you know, Auburn and Alabama both and some other teams in the SEC – having lost their Big 12 shootout game, came back and made a statement. And I think that Tennessee is going to be very angry Saturday at home. I, I'd rather than been a little bit of a sleeping giant. But, again, it could be one of those situations where Florida exposed some stuff, right? You get this Lance, on tape. Lance is saying that Tennessee has put up 20 more shots in Florida and is about to lose by double digits. I mean, that's just – that's wild. That that's is wild. wild. Maybe there's a formula there. Maybe there's something that you can gain from this game on tape that um, you can use. Because, look, Auburn plays Tennessee always traditionally. I mean, they've won four of the last five, maybe five out of the last six, including the SEC you know, uh, tournament. The only time they lost there in a while was last year, and that was a close game. I mean, that was Auburn had a chance to win that game late. So traditionally Auburn plays really well in Knoxville. And so, yeah, that'd be a nice opportunity to kind of leapfrog them. Right. And cement us at second place or tied with A&M uh, who lost, who's got two losses now in the conference and get a little separation there. That'd be beautiful. It would be beautiful. Uh, Clay says if Katie and Allen both play good, we're a tough out for anyone. Boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't that it's true? true. But isn't yeah. that kind of what happens when you're a team filled with role players? Daryl, where it's like, all right, if mm. these guys exceed what you kind of think that they're going to, you know, as far as scoring output for the evening, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what you expect, right? Well, you know, I think Broom and Wendell Green are 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 the engine that make it go. I think they're they are a little bit above what we'd consider a role player. Yeah. Jalen Williams, sure. I felt like was gonna be, but I think you make a good point on this Alan Flanagan thing. I, everybody wanted Flanagan to go back to the pre-Achilles Flanagan, right? Mm -hmm. Well, tonight may have been his best game in an Auburn uniform, period. And it comes a year and a half after the surgery against an SEC opponent, and he he exceeded, in my opinion, anything he did his sophomore year. Right. When everyone was talking about he was an NBA prospect and all that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he shot the three. He was explosive. He did the little teardrop thing. I mean, he played good defense. He rebounded the basketball. That was a that that game right there. If you can sustain that, if you can play that way or close, who knows? Remember, the light came on for Chuma Kiki in that year that during the Final Four against yep. Georgia at good Georgia, point. and then he just was a beast the rest of the way. Who knows? Good point. I, college basketball, anything can happens. Who knows anymore? The talent's there. The talent's there. If if shots can start to fall, you know maybe that's it. And look, this like the second half. 
against West Virginia. You know, maybe maybe they figured something out. Maybe they're like, okay, let's you know, let's quit screwing around and start scoring points. And you know, ever since then, they've been able to do something. Small sample size. We'll see if they can do it again on the road. Once again, Knoxville, one of the tougher places to play in the SEC. Want to get to y'all's comments? Go ahead and flood uh, flood the live chat with comments, questions, um, concerns, whatever it may be. But look, we all know George's mascot, Ugga, Ugga Lee, is what it is when you have any kind of issues in your home or business regarding plumbing, electrical. <laughs> you like? I that. was waiting. I was you just like wondering. That? I was like, Ooh. I couldn't even get through it. The pun was so yeah. bad. It, it, uh, it's just fun to wait and see. Yeah, no, you got it. You got to check out our friends at Henry Service company because they make those ugly situations um a lot prettier because they're able to fix uh fix you and get you uh, get you back on track and it doesn't matter what it is plumbing electrical hvac they've got you covered you can give them a call if you're in the montgomery tri-county area 334-288-2700 they um and, and they do it all they certainly do it all whether you know you got issues with your hvac or your uh your water heaters whatever it may be they're, uh, they're going to be able to take care of you. doesn't matter what time of day or night it is. doesn't matter what day of the year it is. They have you covered. That number, once again, 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Um, people in the comments section just kind of talking about how great Alan Flanagan was. And Daryl, you said a second ago, like, was it his best game in an Auburn uniform? And I originally thought that was a hot take, but I'm having a hard time coming up with a better performance than what he did tonight. Absolutely. I mean, now he only had one rebound, which really surprised me. I thought he had a lot more than that. But 8 of 10 from the field, and then I don't think – yeah, no turnovers. My goodness, 22 points and no turnovers? That, that's, Delicious. Put him in the That's NBA unbelievable. Right now. Right that now. is unbelievable. So, yeah, he and KD played with a level of intensity and ferocity – he had 13 points, but he really got to the rim when he wanted to get to the rim. Defensively, he 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 was causing Okendo all kind of problems and fits. So uh, both of them, you know, who had been kind of the whipping boys. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Flanagan had that little stretch where he was playing well, and we felt like he was back. I, I just think that these kind of games you build on from a confidence standpoint. Yep. Um, oh, did you see this breaking news from Lance? Breaking Georgia doctors have had players underneath an MRI machine since the game ended. Sources say they're still looking for that dog in them. They can't, can't find, find it. it. Yeah, they don't have. Maybe that they dog should go. Maybe they should go to Dallas to see if anyone was knocking on doors at six in the morning. Oh wow! Dang. Yeah, there's got some okay. dog. I, I, I wanted to touch on something real quick, and I've been thinking about this for like four days. Sorry. You know, we Where get, are you going we, from that? Well, I know I, I I let I let that I just let that simmer and sit out, out there. It. Just okay. let it sit Got out it. there. Let it let it marinate a little bit. Um, 
we have a lot of questions and I want to kind of address this from, from, cause everybody asks it every show we do about, you know, going to the portal and getting shooters and getting shooters and processing, you know, it's the question, the old age question. I feel like one thing that I've let slip and I, and I'm guilty of it and that I have failed to mention, it needs to be mentioned is Bruce Pearl kind of gets a bad rap on that. People forget he did have two stud shooters and to no fault. He did go out and get two dudes two years ago that would be starting right now, but to no fault of his own, they're not wearing an Auburn uniform. Desi seals the transfer from Mm -hmm. Arkansas playing really good basketball right now. Couldn't come to Auburn because of Auburn, not having his major Trey Alexander, a kid for Creighton that was as a freshman was a stud and is Mm -hmm. lighting it up this year. Decided that he didn't want to compete. He was he he got his feelings hurt because Auburn signed two guards and he didn't want to compete. So he goes somewhere else. Bruce right. did what he needed to do to have two shooting studs on campus and to no fault of his own, he got hamstrung because one didn't get into school and one bailed on us. So that's just something to remember when the narrative comes up about why not go out and get some shooter. He had them. And 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 they it's not his fault. Of, of what happened and how the situation played out. Yeah, it makes sense as far as what um, the roster and Justin Powell. Yeah, and Justin Powell was a good shooter. So think about this team if Powell didn't transfer and if Alexander and Seals were on campus. Think of those three dudes and how they could shoot the basketball. Yeah, it's. I'm trying to think of like – the timing, like if Desi Sills was on our roster, who wouldn't have come here? KD. Because you wouldn't have – is that you it? Would, I, yeah, because Desi Sills was like – I'd, I'd rather have him than KD. Yeah, I, KD got – Zepp and uh, Wendell were right away. I mean, they got they got signed, committed right away, and Trey Alexander was already a commitment in that class when, KD, when Wendell and um, Zepp transferred. Mm-hmm. But when Auburn went to go get Desi Seals, then and that didn't work out, then Auburn went and got Katie Johnson. I don't think both Johnson and Seals would have been on campus. It's just my opinion. Do we want to talk about Auburn adding a five-star, Jihad Pettiford? Yes. Yes. Jihad Pettiford, one of the greatest names and just has a sweet name for a lefty. Just a lefty should have a name like Jihad Pettiford, right? I mean, I could just hear the PA announcer – some have him as a five-star, some have him as a four-star, some have him at 5'11", some have him at 6'1". Bottom line is he uh-huh. can flat-out shoot it. He's a elite shooting point guard. A comp that I would give to people is a guy like Mustafa Heron if he could handle the basketball yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, that's the kind of comp. And then we Auburn may be getting some, you know, I'll just say it, Liberian fill-on is crystal ball. Doesn't mean it's going to happen Friday, but he's crystal ball to Auburn. Uh, the six three kid, getting them. Yep, the six three kid from Baker uh, in Mobile. He's a combo guard, and that's important because you know you hear this chatter of, wait a minute, you got Aiden Holloway coming in next year, and then these kids are 2024 kids. How are they going to coexist in the backcourt? Well, one's a combo right. guard, and I read an interesting piece, right. a great little nugget mm-hmm. today. Bruce let he was very honest with both of them from the get go. Said, I want both of y'all. Let them meet each other, talk to each other, 
be honest and transparent. And now they're both good friends and they kind of like each other and they're excited about playing together. He, he made it very, very, it was very, and they liked how upfront he was about it and honest. So if you got a combo guard, just slide him to the two. There's enough room. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they do about like instant impact stuff and just the, the roster dynamic of like, I mean, they've got to do something this off season, right? They've got to. And I don't know how many spots you're going to have. So we'll see. But like the, the still the whole point guard dynamic is wild to me. With Wendell Green coming back, you have to assume. Is Chance Wester still playing the one? Trey Donaldson's still going to be playing the one. I don't think you can move him anywhere. And Aiden Holloway coming in. And then you know, you, you hope Holloway's a one and done guy, but all, all those other dudes are still going to be there. Maybe Westry takes that next step and figures it out. I don't know. And you got these guys coming in. Like it's just going to be like the point guard situation. I, I mean, not all those guys could be here, right, Daryl? I can't Am I, imagine. I, I can't imagine that, that I'm not reading tea leaves if these two kids get signed in 2024 and Holloway plays the point next year with Wendell Green still and Trey Donaldson. That the, it tells me that Holloway's. I mean, that uh, Westry's got to be moving to the two. I, I can't. I oh. can't see how else he's not. I mean, there's just no way. You've got to move him to the two if you've got all these point guards you know, coming in and coming back and that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't think like you can't Aiden Holloway, Wendell green and Trey Donaldson. Let's assume you move that. Like is mm -hmm. Donaldson going to be okay playing less minutes next year? It's just a weird situation. And then it's like, a great if question. You're, and if you're Trey and you look at the, the class coming in, like those then dudes are probably going to stay ahead of you too. Like, so it's kind of a tough yeah. situation. I don't really know how that works, Daryl. That's where you don't uh, fault a kid. I'm not promoting this. I'm not asking for this. I'm no. not hoping for this. I'm just saying this is where the transfer portal is a good thing for the student athlete. When you get caught in a numbers crunch like this and you're like a, a good point guard, but elite point guards come in, one mm -hmm. comes back next year, another comes in, and then you figure, okay, I'll just bide my time and wait till these two dudes leave. One is a one and done, and one's going to graduate. Right. And then you got two five stars coming in. That's when you say either I'm a dog and I'm going to beat them out, and they're going to have to drag me off the floor, or transfer portal looks good. I'm going to go somewhere else where I get playing time. And I wouldn't blame a kid for that one bit. No, I wouldn't either. I don't want that to happen, though, because I think he could develop into a really good player. Yeah. Look, we saw moments of it tonight. I mean, he had a great three. Um, what were good, his final good, numbers? Well, he had great vision. He made a really nice – he only had three points. Oh, that was, his, that only, was his only shot that he made. But he yeah. had five assists. Five assists. I mean, from your point guard. In 14 minutes with no yeah, turnover. That's, that's a great yeah, ratio. take that. That's, yeah, that's a good ratio. So he has good court vision. He really makes that nice pass, that no-look pass. He, he finds the open guy. So – Mm -hmm. uh, no, I don't want him to go anywhere. And I, I think he could be, I told you early on, I think he could be a really good rebounding guard. I think he's tough. He's like tough, like a tough kid. I could see him becoming a really good defender. So, I mean, I hope he sticks around and I hope he understands that there's a role for everybody. Jeremy so. is asking, can Trey play the two? Mm -mm. I don't think no, so either. I, I think he's got to be an on-ball guy. So. He's got to be an on-ball on guy, especially with his vision and the way he handles the ball. And he's not an elite shooter yet. Maybe he mm -hmm. grows into one, but he shoots a flat shot. Even the shot that went in tonight was uh, a line drive. But 
you know, I, I just don't that, think that's his work. If you're if you're a combo guard, I don't have a problem moving kids, but I, I get tired of this whole playing people out of position stuff. It's tough. Yep. The Kentucky smack talk in the live chat is wild. So that's fun. Yeah, that really is uh, coming in here talking a little noise. There, there, there's a few pe- there's a few people asking about radio broadcast. I'm not sure. I certain places couldn't hear that. Let's see. Um, I've got a text from the Auburn radio broadcast. They uh, they had technical difficulties with their satellite provider, and it's on terrestrial radio, Facebook, and YouTube. And they hope it's resolved before Tiger Talk tomorrow. So there's the update there for folks asking about that specifically in the Birmingham. I, I saw where there was something on Twitter with they said go to the app to hear it. So yeah, that's he, interesting. He, he just said it wasn't available yeah. on the app in that text. So I I, I don't I don't know because um, Lance is in the room over and he was trying to listen to it and he's like I had to pull up Georgia's broadcast. So I don't know. Ooh, Hopefully they get it ooh. figured out tomorrow. We'll see. Poor Lance. We will see. Uh, poor Lance. That's right. That's right. Okay, cool. All right, so let's um, let's talk about just the upcoming game, Daryl. Sure. You go to Knoxville. I mean, that would be mm-hmm. just such a huge, huge win. Um, I don't think if they win or lost tonight, if I don't think the outcome of that game impacts what's going to happen Saturday. I just don't. I just don't. Um, well, I think you can say the same yeah. tonight about what Auburn did against Georgia. Like, I just don't think what happened tonight for either team impacts what's going to happen Saturday. But um, Bruce Pearl's locker room loves him. Loves him. And this game means more than other games to Bruce Pearl. I mean, he spent a lot of time there. And for whatever reason, I don't know how he does it, but Auburn always seems to play their best ball of the season against the Vols. I feel weirdly good about Saturday. Well, it's it's a uh, season maker. I'll tell you why. If Auburn goes on the road and beats Tennessee um, and, and gets into second place kind of firmly there, Tennessee would have three losses, beats a top 10 team. On the road, yeah, you, you that's that's a season changer. The complexion of the season changes because let's be honest, when you forecast how Auburn's going to finish, and you start going and going, okay, win, win, lock, you have that as an L. I mean, you just do. And so Auburn gets yeah. that gets that win. It's 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 strangely similar to how Auburn football used to play against Arkansas for Gus Malzahn. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, they beat they beat. Big Bert, 56 to three one year. And I think Eli Stove just ran by my window. I mean, it was the biggest. Right. And, and it's just they came out, they're ready to play. And so I think for some reason, Auburn really, like you said, really plays well against Tennessee. People say it's a matchup problem for Rick Barnes, how Buzz Williams kind of has Bruce's number. Does, does Bruce have Rick Barnes' number? I don't know. I think it's a case of the players' sense the special how special it is for Bruce and they elevate their game every time no matter what team yeah. he has they elevate their game when they see that nasty shade of shade of orange across the way it's a gross shade there's no question about it and just the checkered part of it's just it just doesn't look good i don't care what they say it just Mm-mm. doesn't look good but yeah i mean even like in the 2020 season i mean that Auburn team wasn't very good i don't think Sharif Cooper played in that game did he because I was like, when no, he was he kind of like hurt and he was holding out for the draft or whatever. Yeah, 
that was, was one of Alan Flanagan's best games. Weirdest yeah. game. It's like, how? Why, why are we pulling this off? Yeah. So that was, that was. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel weirdly good about it just because we've kind of been solid against Tennessee as of late. Yeah, we do. We have, and I think, um, and again, it, it doesn't matter if it's on the road or if it's at home or if it's in a neutral floor in the SEC tournament. And one thing that Auburn's sure. done really well against Tennessee, even last year when they barely lost, they fell behind. They've won some games. I remember the game in Auburn yeah. where Auburn was down 14. They came back. They came back in the SEC championship. They don't mind falling behind. They play well. They elevate their game, and you know, falling behind doesn't matter. That's right. That's right. Um, anybody else's performance tonight that we didn't talk about? Dylan four or five from the floor with a with a couple of explosive dunks. Even that that alley oop that like missed somehow bounced in. Like that that's fun to see. Um, Chris Moore two of five. Eh. Jalen Williams only shot it six times. Like that number still needs to go up. I don't care how hot other players are. Um, any, anybody I'm leaving off here? No, I think Cardwell was maddening until he hit that little reverse one that was lucky to go in. I mean, he he missed shots around the rim. He couldn't catch the basketball. The ball was going off his hand. I mean, it was absolutely a, a dumpster fire for the for when he was in the game until he made that first shot, and then mm. it just completely changed the script. I mean, he went nuts. Did you see the little baby hook at the free throw line? I mean, he catches and turns and does a little Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and hits that shot. That's when you know he's feeling it. I mean, it's one thing to get four dunks. But he hit that little baby hook that Broom has been really effective with. Too. Broom adds that to his repertoire. He's going to be uh, an NBA player. But anyway, Clay, I Clay think, mentioned, I, speaking I, of Broom, yeah. you mentioned Broom first half double double. That's hard to do. It really is. He came to play. Uh, he has really stepped up and has elevated his game from non-conference to conference and has been exactly what Auburn hoped when they got him. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, he's he's become the bright spot on the team. I mean, it, it, can you imagine this team if they didn't have him? <laughs> oh, I mean, you could I, argue you, he's the MVP of what they've got going on right now. Yeah, because you wouldn't have a true five that could score. I mean, I, and, unless Trehor would have made an impact that we would have expected him to make, which he hasn't, you, you don't have a five that can score. And the way Auburn shoots it from the outside, that would have been yeah. really tough. I mean – because again, they're gonna their season. They're gonna ride or die with points in the paint, and what they got tonight from behind mm-hmm. the arc is a cherry on top. That you right. you you do what you're supposed to do in the paint, and then hit ten threes, and then you become really Delicious. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about a team that people don't want to play towards the end of the season. There's no question about it. West says only Kessler and Wiley were able to do what John uh, Janai Broom did. Tonight, and I would I'm say only Wiley Kessler. did it. Yeah, Wiley. I mean, don't you have to catch the ball first to be able to do that? That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and look, I like Austin Wiley, but like, I don't think he could have done what Janai did. Well, tonight. I do too. If I Kessler, just felt bad. Kessler would have done been... it in a different way. Yeah, I, I think Austin Wiley would have averaged about eight more points a game if he did if he could catch the ball on the block. I mean, it was just so frustrating. Weird. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. His hands you know, are so big, too. You think he'd be able to catch everything with those things. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know. But I, he would have been a force. I mean, I, and I, I love the kid. I mean, he had some good games, some great moments. It's just – Yep. Man, tough. For sure. Um, cool. We will uh, we'll wrap it up here. 
Guys, seriously, give uh, check out our friends at Henry Service Company. They're uh, they're outstanding. We are so lucky to be able to partner with them and everything they've got going on. Daryl trusts them in his home and in his business, and, and all. And you should too. If you're in the Montgomery Tri County area, give our friends at Henry Service Company a call three three four two eight eight twenty seven hundred. Alabama license number zero 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 two one. We will be back, Daryl, Saturday, recapping. Hopefully an Auburn win. Hopefully, I mean, that could be a, a fun show. I mean, that could oh. be the show of the season. <laughs> that would so, be. Up, up to this point, the show of the season has been the Arkansas game. Yeah. I mean, that was a yeah. blast. But it, it could be Saturday if they pull that off. I mean, hey, wow. We, could, we, we will stay on for as long. After that win, we'll just bask in the glow of the victory and stay on as long as people want us to, right? Yeah, that may be a longer deal. show. That may be a yeah. longer show yes. if, uh, if they win. And I'm, I think everybody will be okay with that. That'd be a lot of fun. So, um, please like this video if you haven't already. Would really appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please click that subscribe button. It means a ton. We're getting closer and closer to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Daryl, how can people give you some love, buddy? Well, I want to give you some love first. Uh, if anyone hasn't had the opportunity, please go check out. I know people that, that do this live show listen to you every day, but the Hugh mm -hmm. Freeze interview today, if you haven't got a chance to listen to it, is very telling. It's a great job. And so I would encourage people to listen to that. It's, a, it's very enjoyable. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we got Hugh Freeze today. Tomorrow we have Equiliota and Derek Call on the show. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, that's getting it done there, brother. So uh, if you want to just check me out, DAP6410 on Twitter. And then Monday mornings with Ben Taylor, Auburn Opelika this morning, News Talk WANI, about 710 to 730 we go and we talk all things sports. Yes, sir. Give some, uh, give Daryl some love. He is deserving of it. Find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Subscribe to the show. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.